Ben Weingarten from The Blaze joins us now. Ben, you there? I'm here. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks. So this is, uh, first, tell us about who this guy is. I don't, I don't remember him. Uh, the, the last name carries some weight in the conservative world. I don't know if there's any relation. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. tell me who he is. Yeah, the, uh, the relation is uh, the person you're referring to is James Buckley. Uh, Buckley name as in William F. Buckley. Yeah. Uh, it's his brother. Mm. And Jim Buckley has actually mm. had a, a pretty fascinating career in public life. He was a U.S. senator elected from New York from the conservative party. Uh, and by the way, he's how, the only senator ever elected from the conservative party. How did wow. that happen? That's, a, that's an amazing story in and of itself. In New York? Yeah. Wow. In New York, yeah. Well, the year was 1970, so this was, you know, mm. pre-de Blasio, pre-Dinkins. But uh, basically there was a split mm. vote, and he ended up coming through as the conservative party candidate. Um, he was an undersecretary of state in the Reagan and Bush administrations. And then he was a federal appeals judge, uh, and he was succeeded, actually, by, of all people, John Roberts. So he's had a fascinating career, and you don't hear his name the way you hear William F. Buckley's name, but he's really a distinguished and really intelligent guy. All right, so he has this idea looking at the budget. And, we, you know, we, we fight back and forth about the smallest things in the budget, and we never can get anything done on any of it. He's got an idea that kills 16% of all government spending. Can you explain yep. it? That's right. So uh, his plan is really quite simple. Of course, the devil will always be in the details with this sort of thing. Uh, we're dealing with government here. But basically, the third biggest line item in our federal budget are grants in aid. And that's a clever way of saying basically money that gets redistributed from the federal government back to the states and municipalities. Uh, so it's a way, in theory, for poorer states to receive funds and subsidy from larger states. And it's also a way for the federal government to not only pay back all the people that voted for them, uh, but also exert control over local government, which uh, isn't what federalism is supposed to be. No, I, I don't remember seeing that from many of the founders. Uh, do you, Pat, do you recall? Mm, no. Not right offhand. Okay. Um, and, and this is, so it's a, the government, get, the federal government gets all this tax money, all your money, and then they just hand it out to states to do, you know, whatever they want, whether it's education or some program for the poor or, you know, fixing a road in some rural town, all those things that wind up in Tom Coburn's book uh, every single year, right? This is the, that's what grants in aid essentially are. Yeah, it's, um, you know, if you want to look at the most egregious, egregious examples, uh, you could take the bridge to nowhere in Alaska. Okay. Um, Buckley talks about a couple of examples from 2013, $195,000 for a substance abuse programs party in Hollywood. Uh, wait, $3.9 million for the substance abuse cloud. Wait, not the substance abuse program, but the substance abuse programs party? Correct. And Correct. how much? Now, was one can only assume there were no... Wow. Uh, substances of party, <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Yeah, uh, did you say $195,000 for that party? That, that's right. That's, yep. that's quite a party. <laughs> that's awesome. Man, I wish Jeez. I knew how to get that money. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Jeez, I, we were in the wrong business. That's unreal. All right, what are some of the other ones? Because that is amazing all by itself. Yeah, and I, and I didn't want to crush you guys until the end, so I yeah. had to give you a good one at the start. All right. <laughs> Uh, working our way down from there, uh, $3.9 million on an airport in St. Cloud, Minnesota, that has no daily commercial flights, uh, which, if you'll remember, John Murtha from Jeez. Pennsylvania, oh, yeah. longtime Democratic congressman, same thing happened there, built yep. the airport, there were never any, state-of-the-art airport, never any flights that came in or out, except the ones carrying Murtha. Yeah, and, and what's the name of that airport, Ben? 
Uh, I think it's, uh, oh, the, oh, yes, of course, it's the John Murtha Airport. Of, of course of it is the John Murtha Airport, yeah. Okay, what else, is, what else do you have? One other good one, uh, and this is a bigger one, is $65 million for New York and New Jersey to advertise how good they are for business. And, and as Buckley notes in the, uh, in the line item, never mind the truth and advertising concerns there. <laughs> uh, because it, for anyone who's ever been to New York or New Jersey, uh, they're not the friendliest business states. Yeah, and no. I, again, this comes to, up to my constitutional amendment, which is no government can ever spend money advertising anything. That, there should never be a dime spent by a government on advertisement. True. Especially, we've gone through this. What is advertisement? It's essentially propaganda for your company. When we say, hey, The Blaze has the best shows, we are not an unbiased source on that. We think The Blaze has the best shows, but we're The Blaze. Like, you know, the government saying that this program is wonderful and it'll help you and you can get free health insurance and it's great is propaganda paid for by the people you're selling it to. It mm -hmm. is the most offensive use of our dollars, I swear. Uh, and so the advertising thing, I'm a, I'm a little hung up on, Ben, if you can't tell. Yeah, um, you, you should be uh, <laughs> queuing up the Everything is Awesome song from the Lego movie right now. <laughs> it really is that. So, okay, we all know that this spending is bad, and it's 16% of our uh, of our entire budget, not just on the crazy programs. There's some stuff that you might look at and say, okay, this is a good expenditure. But the way this stuff is allocated, it goes from the federal government to the states, and they get to do what they want with it. So uh, how, we all know that spending is bad. How do you stop it? Yeah, so uh, what Buckley proposes is very simple. Uh, you abolish all of these grants altogether. And, and of course, you know, every, every listener on your show is going to know, well, why would a congressman ever abolish this type of power? You know, yeah. basically what a congressman does is he takes this money and he pays off whatever interest he needs to pay off to get reelected, at least, you know, if you're, if you're a cynic. That's how you view it. Mm -hmm. And so Buckley has this crazy notion that if voters actually become aware of what these programs do, and by the way, how these programs actually end up hurting the services that they receive mm -hmm. and taking the people out of government decision-making, mm -hmm. that the people might actually rise up and force their congressmen to act. And as crazy as that sounds, uh, the fact of the matter is that politicians want to get reelected, and if there's such a big cost to pay for supporting these kinds of programs, they might just listen. It's interesting because that is essentially what we're saying here with something like this, if this were to happen, is you're saying you have to stop the money laundering. What, what these, the money goes to the federal government, and they pass it off to the states, and so the states aren't responsible for these programs. They're not responsible for these expenditures. It's just in these big, you know, giant omnibus-type spending programs where, like, if you had... You can even say, all these programs are great, but you guys in the states, you pass them, you collect the taxes for them, you deal with them. And then you have the repercussions in your states if you decide to support them or you decide to oppose them. It's a, it's a way to move the government closer to the people, which, of course, is a great reason why it's not going to happen. But it's, it's something I've never heard of even proposed before. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because you might think, well, okay, you take away grants. What, what kind of savings are you going to see from that? Because uh, it's like like Ben was saying, it's it's uh, one hundred ninety five thousand dollars here. It's three point nine million dollars there. In two thousand ten, these totaled. Am I reading this right, Ben? Six hundred and eight billion dollars. Six hundred eight billion. Seventeen percent of the national budget. So the the budget's usually around, you know, three trillion or four trillion or whatever. Six hundred eight billion. You start. That's some real savings. With six hundred and eight billion, you save that every year. 
you pay off the debt a little more quickly than we once anticipated. I mean, that really, that's huge. But, I mean, what are the odds that it ever happens? Let's, let's get yeah, to the point well, where you it, just it crush your, your spirit. in the American people to, uh, to notice. Yeah. Wow, that's, yeah. that's not a good, that, that's not the answer I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, well, you wanted me to crush you at the end. <laughs> yeah, I think you have uh, sufficiently crushed mm-hmm. us, Ben. Because I, I, I was thinking about this a while ago of, of how do you solve these problems? Because these $1.1 trillion is essentially the headline today. $1.1 trillion. Well, what's in that $1.1 trillion? No one knows or cares. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's too much. And you know, certain, a couple of things will get highlighted here and there, but that's about it. If you were to take all the money that, uh, that the gov- federal government spends on things that could be done by the states, even if it was Medicaid dollars, Medicaid dollars, Medicare dollars, you instead send those to the states and let those states run their own program however they want. They want to run their own Medicaid program? They can. And then over time... The money dries up, and they need to raise their own freaking taxes to pay for these programs in those states. Mm-hmm. And then you can go to, you can decide to pick. If you want to go to Texas, that is a zero-income tax uh, state. You can go there. If you want to go to California and get all the bells and whistles, well, you darn well can. You can go there. It'll be great, and taxes will be 35% in, in, your, in your state. And you, if you want that, you can have that. That's federalism to me. That's, that's the, the, uh, the, the laboratory of states. And, I, I mean, that's, I think, what our founders wanted. Uh, and it would be nice to see if we could get to something like that. Yeah, it's a great point that you make about states being able to experiment and innovate, and then they'll attract people to come to those states, which creates, you know, from a government perspective, more tax revenue and, and all the rest of it. And it's also important to note that there are also unfunded mandates that, are, that, are, that make up these grants. So the federal government might say, you state need to do X, Y, Z. We'll give you, you know, a third of the funding for this project, and you need to raise the rest of it. And, oh, by the way, you're going to be subject to federal regulations, which are going to drive the cost of those projects up even more. Mm. One other thing I'd say that would wake up, I think, the American people to this to some degree. You know, a guy like Jonathan Gruber has become a lightning rod. And there are hundreds of thousands of Jonathan Gruber's that get jobs because of the creation of these regulations and these programs. The bureaucracy that's created with it, the regulators who then become consultants that tell states how to implement these programs or tell companies how to implement Mm. the regulations that the government creates. That's a cost to the American people and a real waste of their money and time, and that's your tax dollars at work. So what you're saying is you're going to spend the holidays watching endless amounts of consultants and looking for Jonathan Gruber clips. Uh, yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Very cool. Ben Weingarten, the article is called One Senator's uh, Simple Reform That Would Shrink the Federal Budget by one six, and Why He Believes It Can Pass. It's up on theblaze.com. And Ben does a great job. Uh, what I always compliment Ben on whenever I see him is uh, Ben reads the books so I don't have to. 